to uh, review a little bit what we've been looking at and uh, exploring so far. Um, so the Buddha taught that the root of suffering is is craving, uh, which comes from ignorance. Um, we, we cling and we suffer because of the distorted ways that we see. So, um, so we think that we're, <clears throat> we're separate, we're apart, that some, somehow this self that we are is enduring, is, uh, is somehow independent, has an independent uh, self-existence, inherent existence, apart from the life around us. And, um, and we perpetuate this distortion and this delusion through perceptions, through the way that we perceive and, and conceptualization, how we, how we think about ourselves and about our life, and how we, we reify ourselves as a separate self, and we reify the beings and the life around us as somehow uh, existing separately. And, and so having done that, we, we react to, you know, we, we see ourselves as subjects and we react to what we see as objects around us, and in, that includes other people. Um, with uh, with grasping or with aversion or with uh, delusion such as uh, you know creating concepts or um, fixed ideas about you know who or what people and uh, the life around us is so so we and 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 the mind, Proliferates these ideas and these the, these emotions and these stories and these dramas that we uh, create and um, and so we are often lost and not really present in you know the moment in in what we're living. Um, in a way that is open and curious and and really um, uh, trying to discover you know what actually is uh, happening uh, between um, us and you know the life around us or uh, what's just what's coming in and what what we can learn and what we can understand. So, so we we close off our um, uh, our perceptions. We close off our our uh, uh, kind of investigation of our exploration of of life in in these ways through these these fixed ideas and these and this mental pr- proliferation or papancha. So. So mindfulness practice, and, and so, we, you know, so we explored how samatha practice can help to calm the mind and collect the mind. And, and so we really spent the day yesterday um, kind of uh, exploring how the, 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 the simple practice of coming back to the body, of, of collecting our attention and and grounding ourselves in the body can can kind of limit uh, the papancha and can also help us to cultivate uh, a quality of well-being and and groundedness in um, uh, in our being and um, uh, I'm going to pause for a second. Mm. 
And so today we're going to be, this morning we're going to be uh, looking a little bit at mindfulness and what is this practice of mindfulness. Um, so, so many of you have a lot of experience in practicing mindfulness and, and, um, uh, and some of you are more new to the practice. Uh, and um, and so I'm going to just uh, review some very simple uh, approaches to mindfulness that um, I found interesting to explore. Uh, again, um, working with this uh, book by Rob Berbia, uh, See- Seeing That Freeze, and um, I found uh, the way he presents it interesting and also uh, somewhat nuanced um, and clear. So, um, so the first, the first uh, aspect of mindfulness, um, and and these aspects that I'm going to describe definitely overlap, uh, but there's also some value in looking at them separately. And so, the the first one is is staying at contact. So, so in you know, so at any moment. Um, in seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching. Um, so those are the, the five senses of the body. And then the, the, the mind is also understood in, in Buddhism as the sixth sense. Um, but but there's, there's a benefit in looking at the five body senses um, separately. Uh, uh, to uh, to work with them because uh, the mind proliferates thoughts, but of course thoughts and emotions also trigger um, more mental proliferation. So, by just looking at uh, you know the five body senses at any moment, uh, we might be triggered into um, grasping or or aversion or um, fantasy, spacing out, um, and so, so in mindfulness, uh, the practice is to stay at contact, to stay, to stay just at that sense door, um, and and really uh, noticing if the mind is kind of going off into story into some kind of drama or self-construction. And, um, and it's just letting go of that, putting it down. So intentionally staying close to the senses. So, so, um, so you know, just when, when seeing something, just, you know, simply seeing. When hearing something, just really attuning to the sound of it, uh, and and not going off into the uh, some some story or some some fabrication uh, uh, and another translation of the word papancha is amplification and so it gives that sense of you know from something simple there's a lot of build up and accretion around it so um, uh, so. So I can give a, a little example of, of how this can happen, um, how a simple sense perception can lead to a whole proliferation and a drama and can uh, have an impact on even on, you know, how we choose to, you know, what we choose to do. Um, so, so say, imagine... F- for example, that you know when you arrived at this retreat center, maybe um, you know you you looked at Jim and uh, and and you smiled or you saw me or or somebody somebody else who you know you you see as maybe in in authority um, and um, and 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 you. You were expecting you, you know, you smiled, but but maybe you know Jim was frowning, or 
or maybe he was looking past you or or maybe I was kind of uh, I glanced at you and looked down or looked away and and um, and so you know so so that that's a simple perception you know that's you know a an expression or or something that you know the way somebody's eyes were directed toward you or away from you um, and you could one could if the conditioning were such uh, that it would trigger something like this you might you might begin to create proliferation around that and and think oh they don't like me or they don't want me here or or I'm not welcome um, and uh, and and then you know you might go to your room and and then you know you might wonder if you should be here uh, you know so all of this can be proliferating in the mind uh, and and it comes just from a simple moment of sense contact of seeing somebody who had a particular expression or who directed their gaze in some way um, for we don't know why we we simply don't know um, and um, and so so by staying at contact and just letting the perception be that simple perception and not going into interpretation we can um, we can be in more of a, a, a kind of a, a state of openness and curiosity and um, an interest uh, to, to stay connected, to stay, to stay um, uh, engaged. And so, and so when we see these proliferations arising, these, you know, these, when we, we find ourselves getting triggered, we can let go of it and we can and we can just not know we can just you know not know um, so uh, so sometimes we get pulled into a storm of proliferation and um, and so it might it might take some repeated effort uh, repeated um, noticing and coming back to the simplicity of of, of sense contact um, and and so so that's staying at the sense door or staying staying close to sense contact is is one um, approach to mindfulness and um, and so you know t- how we practice this is is just uh, as we as we uh, mindfulness is something that is practiced um, you know in in a uh, a continuous way whether we're um, sitting in meditation or when we're standing or or walking or lying down or um, going to the bathroom or or getting something to eat and and in the the Satipatthana Sutta the four applications of mindfulness the Buddha you know lists all of these things he's you know he says when you're getting dressed when you're when you're urinating and defecating when you're uh, you know when you're raising your arm uh, just Oh, just know what you're doing as you're doing it, and um, and so when we when we stay close to uh, our sense experience in this way, um, we can begin to develop insight into the nature 
of our experience. Uh, and, and the nature, and the Buddha, what the Buddha suggests is, uh, in, the, in the Satipatthana Sutta, he said, you know, observe and, and see the arising and passing away. The arising and passing away of sensory experience, the arising and passing away of, of feelings, of, of mental states, of thoughts. So, so by staying close to the senses and not getting caught up in our uh, papan in the papancha, you know, we're able to to actually have insight into the nature of our experience and see this. Um, and um, and we also can see how when we do cling, when we do grasp, when we do resist um, and pu- try to push away what irritates us or is painful, uh, that that sets up a, a kind of a a struggle, which is called dukkha. Uh, which is called uh, suffering. So, so by by staying present and paying attention moment by moment, we can begin to develop this these deeper ways of seeing, and these are these are ways of seeing which are lenses. Uh, they're, per, they're ways of perceiving. They're ways of experiencing our our lives and 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 understanding our experience, which open us to uh, greater freedom and wisdom and compassion. Um, when we when we really get the causes of suffering in, within ourselves, we see how suffering arises in the world and um, uh, how, how it's created, how it's perpetuated, how it's institutionalized, um, and uh, how greed is institutionalized, how, how fear and oppression is institutionalized. And so, you know, by, by really looking deeply into the nature of our experience, we can, we can see how uh, how people get caught, how we get caught, how how people get caught, and also we can learn how to become free, and perhaps how we can contribute toward more freedom in the world around us. So another uh, another um, approach or aspect of mindfulness. Uh, so so there's the uh, staying close to sense contact, and so another a very related but just slightly different way of of understanding mindfulness is um, is bare attention, and 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 so. Um, bare attention is is pointing at or is looking at the way that we overlay concepts um, and um, and and ideas about uh, our experience. So 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 we filter our experience through this overlay of concepts and ideas and. So fixed views in the, in the Metta Sutta talks about uh, not holding to fixed views. So these fixed views that we have, which again keep us from really seeing and engaging and 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 be curious and open and and connecting. Um, so so an example that we could think about is. Um, you know, sometimes we think about uh, something like my life. You know, so uh, you know, so maybe we've had the thought, "My life is such a mess," or "I don't know what to do with my life," or 
um, you know, uh, I've I've been so whatever uh, um, timid or uh, um, careless or wh- however we want to label our lives, and we've probably done it and. And we've heard people do it, and and it's you know it's this overlay which takes you know uh, such a, uh, a a diverse, nuanced, unfolding um, process that life is, and and kind of makes a uh, a kind of a a lump out of it, uh, and um, you know. So, so we, you know, we might hear somebody say, "I just don't know what to do with my life," and and so this sense of confusion and anxiety could arise, and and it might it, it might be that you know there are not long term goals, but but one might know in the moment that, you know, oh, I have to eat breakfast, <laughs> you know, or I need to um, go to the bathroom, or uh, I need to, you know, in Zen, wash your bowl, you know. So, uh, so you know, just staying, staying attentive, staying. Um, Staying present with the unfolding. Um, another way that we we create kind of a conceptual overlay is toward towards our own bodies. Um, I remember, uh, you know, like some years ago, I was leading a guided meditation in which uh, some you know, which was inviting people to to connect into the body and and uh, and feel into the body in some way. I can't remember exactly what it was. And and this woman who you know was you know quite a few years older than I, um, and she said, "I've never felt my body in that way. I've never I've never felt." inside my body. I've never really brought, you know, this awareness into my body. And uh, um, so, so when we, when we have this idea of my body, you know, as, as something that kind of is a, a mental image or a concept, we are disconnecting from what that unfolding process is of this psychophysical organism, this being uh, that we, that our life uh, is supported by and through. So, um, so when we have, when we you know, when we make these statements like, um, you know, my life is such a mess, or uh, or my life has been, you know, this, or I, you know, uh, I'm lost, or uh, whatever it is, you know, we can ask ourselves, we can just question ourselves, is this, is this true? Is this really true? Um, so, uh, there's a wonderful teacher named Byron Katie. Um, some of you might have read her. And that's, you know, she, she does this wonderful inquiry in which she, people, people, um, make their statements, their assumptions about themselves or about others or about how things are. And she just, 
she just asks them in very creative ways to question, is this really true? Um, and, uh, and so, you know, yeah. Our assumptions are, uh, are just impositions on, on a changing and, and very uh, dynamic reality. So, so we, we create a, a sense of something solid, um, a, a, we reify things in a certain way uh, by our, um, by the papancha, um, <coughs> by, by imposing assumptions, by by you know making dramas and stories and so on, um, and uh, and so we connect the dots. There are there are m- moments of experience, and we connect the dots to make something solid, like um, like you know somebody looked at us in a way that felt that we interpreted it as unfriendly, and. Um, and and we've had, you know, perhaps some unpleasant or painful experiences in our lives of people rejecting us, and so we we create a sense of of uh, I'm not lovable or I'm nobody wants me, and and uh, and it's not I'm not saying this in any way which is judging that we do this, but it's you know it's on. It's really something that we can have compassion for uh, when we do it ourselves or when we see others doing it. Um, you know, uh, one, of, one of my um, first experiences in, in, uh, in practicing insight meditation um, was uh, going to the Insight Meditation Society, and um, uh, and I uh, I was I had arrived there um, after uh, visiting my family in in Connecticut, and uh, and my younger son was off on some trip. He was I think he was uh, I don't know he was young. He was like seventeen or something, and he was he was traveling in Mexico and. Um, and I knew I was going into silence, and you know he he hadn't been with me in Connecticut, and he had said, "I'll call you at uh, Grandma and Grandpa's before you leave for retreat, so I'll just let you know that everything's okay." And of course, did he call? <laughs> and uh, and so um, so I was going into retreat and going into silence, and uh, and. Lots of papancha, <laughs> lots of anxiety, and and lots of uh, imagination of, of things that went wrong, or things that happened, or harm that befell him, and and uh, and I was actually, you know, really, uh, you know, on the verge of tears and very upset, and uh, and and I kind of stopped one of the teachers, you know, we were about to go into the hall, and, and I, I asked if I could speak with her, and she was very compassionate. And, um, and I told her what was going on in my mind, and, and, uh, and she commiserated. She also had a teenage daughter, and so on. But she, and she said, uh, she said, go, go and, uh, and sit with it sit with the fear and notice notice not only how the fear manifests but also notice the spaces when there's no fear and uh, and that was that was really really good advice it was I learned a real a lot uh, from that simple instruction and so I recognize that that um, 
yeah, there were moments when it was okay, that it felt neutral, it felt open, um, even at peace. And I came out of the sitting realizing that, yeah, I could, with whatever unfolded, I, I could be with that. I could, I could, I could um, be with, you know, whatever happened. And, uh, and then uh, I looked at the bulletin board and there was a note. Your son called. <laughs> but, uh, but it was, it was, it was really empowering to have um, come to that realization um, in, in the sit and, and, and recognize that the fear was not something solid and overwhelming, that it, it, it was something that comes and goes. And, uh, and that I had the capacity to be with it. And so, so, uh, so we, but we connect the dots and we create something that's this kind of big monolithic thing in our minds. And so by, by paying attention mindfully, we can begin to uh, see more deeply and, um, and see the impermanent nature, the anicca, Pali word anicca, the dukkha that is created by the dukkha, the, the, the suffering or uh, unsatisfactoriness. Dukkha points to a whole continuum of, of uh, experience caused by clinging and resisting. Um, so we can see the dukkha and the cause of the dukkha. And, um, and we can also see the third characteristic that the Buddha points to that we, that he, uh, that he says, look at this and see if you can, if you see that this is a characteristic of everything that arises, that it is uh, anicca, that it is dukkha, and that it is anatta, that it is non-self that it is arising from causes and conditions. Um, so, um, so maybe just, uh, you know, there's so much that can be said about, about cultivating these ways of perception of anicca, dukkha, and anatta. Um, their, their profound practice uh, and their transformative as we begin to deeply incorporate them in, into how we look. How do we look at our experience? So, so so when we're clinging, when we see that we're looking at our experience with an attitude of clinging, you know, so I want this or I want to get rid of this, um, you know, we can see, we can bring in the lens of dukkha and see how this is creating suffering. Um, you know, when, when we're trying to hold on to something, uh, when we when we when we look in the mirror and we see you know oh there's there's another wrinkle or you know some more gray hairs uh, and we we can uh, and we you know we're holding on to this sense of you know I want to be young forever uh, uh, so you know this just anicca anicca. It's change, and uh, and change is a friend as well. Like thoughts change, perceptions change, our emotions change. You know, as as that uh, teacher wisely pointed to, like the fear is not solid; it's changing. It's 
comes and goes. Um, so these, uh, these lenses are so powerful and transformative for liberation. And anatta is, um, it's just, uh, uh, well, it's, it's another big topic, and, and I'm going to explore it a little bit uh, in the guided meditation uh, this afternoon. But, um, but it's the way that we, we uh, solidify uh, our view of a, a self, you know, as me or mine, or that something has, you know, a, a self existence in its, in itself. Really, a uh, simple way, and and one dimension of this, kind of the first level of understanding this is, you know, I like to um, I like to uh, pick up the sounding stick uh, and and reflect on. Um, you know, we think that this, you know, we see this and we, we think it has a self-existence. So, uh, you know, you know, say, well, does this, is this an object? Does it, in, in, you know, have its own uh, existence? And, you know, you know, you can hold it, it, it seems solid, and so uh, you might say, sure. But um, when we look deeply into this, you know, we see that that this was made from a tree, and so so it has, you know, this living uh, organism that was, you know, once rooted in the earth. It has the sun and the rain and the minerals of the earth that that um, were required for the life of that tree. It has, um, you know, it was made. It was made by some craftsperson, and and so there's a tradition of how these are made. You know that, you know it. Perhaps it has some indentations. It has a certain uh, radius, you know, diameter. It has a certain length. So so there's a there's a human cultural element to this. It was made in some place and time by some person. Um, so, you know, were they paid a fair wage? You know, does this, does this um, stick have within it, you know, some kind of oppression or exploitation? Uh, you know, that it was somehow shipped off to. Uh, Montreal, where I bought it in a little shop on Notre Dame Street. So, um, or actually, I bought this one in Virginia. Um, you know, so so how how was it uh, how was it made? How was it transported? Uh, who was the person who made it? Uh, and and this this human being who made it also. Uh, is so interconnected um, culturally and uh, you know um, that that person too needs air and water uh, what is the state of the air and the water in their in their land far away um, so uh, so, you know, when we pick this stick up, you know, and we we discover that invisibly it's there's this vast web, and so it's connected to everything. It's connected to the the death of stars, which released the, the heavy metals that are part of the earth and are necessary for human life and for the life of trees also. So, so, so space and time and, uh, you know, everything comes together in this, in this little stick. So, so it has, 
it, it's an object that we can pick up and hold, and yet, and yet it's interconnected to all of life, as are we. Um, and so we, we think that, you know, we have these ideas and we uh, have this appearance, and and so we're so connected to our ancestors, not only our human ancestors, but our our ancestors of the other creatures, the four-legged beings and, and the finned beings and the, and the winged beings, all of these expressed in the development in, in utero of a, of a new life being formed. So, so we, we're so we're so interconnected and 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 everything is is changing and influencing us and we also are influencing the life around us so remember the first night i talked about how this retreat is dependently arisen it's it's not that you're coming to a retreat and uh, and that Somehow the retreat is is going to happen, uh, and you're going to kind of, you know, observe it. It's it's something that's happening. It's all happening together. We're making it happen together, and uh, each one of us. And so. Um, So we can we can bring this lens of these lenses of anicca dukkha anatta to our to our sitting and to our life, uh, and um, and so so going back to the instructions, you know we have we have a bit of time left so going back to the instructions of staying in contact and and um, uh, and and bear attention you know noticing when we're overlaying um, <coughs> concepts on our experience uh, let's let's sit for a few minutes uh, maybe 15 minutes and and just work in particular with those practices uh, and when and when you notice that that the mind is proliferating just notice before you come back to just feeling the breath feeling the body uh, you might notice what's the story what's the concept What's the assumption that that the mind is putting out there, and uh, and kind of see it, and then and then come back, and uh, and come back to the simplicity of just being present in the senses. And so you might also, as you practice uh, in your meditation and throughout the day. You might stay with the breath, but you also might um, explore a bit more open practice of being with the senses in a, uh, maybe focusing on a particular sense, like hearing, or seeing, or touching, or being with a a more open overall flow of the senses, uh, you know, seeing how they flow through our experience. And, um, and each of the sense doors is, you know, moment by moment is, uh, is connecting and making sense contact and, and it becomes conscious of sense experience. So, so, um, so you can play with that uh, throughout the day, just focusing more precisely and then opening up
Maybe just hearing. It's right available to us. Just hearing. And what does that feel like to just stay at the sense door without, you know, so maybe maybe there's a, a feeling tone, maybe there's a not liking, finding it unpleasant, or liking, or maybe it's neutral. Maybe it feels intrusive. Noticing that and and just uh, letting go of the resistance, if there if there is a, any resistance to the sound and And thoughts and emotions can also be part of this exploration. Notice if there's a resistance to a thought or an emotion or something visual that comes up, an image that comes up. grasping around some mental factor, mental phenomena.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.